Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. joining us for this episode of Technician Tuesdays. This podcast provides an opportunity to share practices focused on the professional development, clinical and innovative practices, and other topics important to pharmacy technicians. My name is Becky Vesaliga, host for today's episode. With me is Cindy Jeter, lead professional services consultant, who will be sharing tips that pharmacy technicians can use to prepare themselves for advancement, including how to express interest to a manager, career development paths, skill enhancements, and more. Cindy, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So Cindy, you've been a certified pharmacy technician since 1998. Can you share with us some of the biggest lessons you have learned in your career about advancing and landing a promotion? Yes, absolutely. I think one of the biggest things that I have learned is I always thought if you were a really hard worker and you did a great job, you would just naturally be promoted. It took me quite a while in my career to learn that you really need to express your desire to be promoted. Promotions don't just land in your lap. It's something that you have to seek and you have to tell your boss what your professional development goals are and what areas you're interested in. So it's a very crucial conversation that you need to have with your manager a couple of times a year. The other thing I've learned is networking is crucial. So whether it's at a professional pharmacy organization, in your hospital, or even in your community, it's very important to network. As an introvert, networking is something that didn't come that naturally for me. It's a skill that I had to learn and I continue to develop. So some of my best discussions and additional opportunities have actually come from someone who knows someone who is looking for talents like mine. Yeah, I love that and the importance of networking. I feel like pharmacy in particular is such a small world. So it's always important to get yourself out there and, um, you know, connect with people to find out maybe where you could possibly go. Can you tell us about some traits you feel technicians need to possess to advance and for possible promotions? I think one of the biggest one is to focus on your responsibility. So by that, I mean, focusing on your job and not what others are doing. One thing that I noticed early in my career is that some staff members spent more time concerned about what everyone else was doing and not focusing on what they were doing. They like to complain, you know, that others took too long for a break or didn't work as hard as the rest of us. So employees that are promotable are focused on their task at hand and they keep their eyes on the goal, not on the other players. So to use a sports analogy, you can't win the game if you're worried about who's on the bench. The next thing is team service. So one of my favorite sayings is one person can make a difference, but a team can make a miracle. If you watch, true leaders do not focus on themselves, but they make the team as a whole better. The employees that are only in it for themselves usually end up by themselves. So do not strive for the limelight. 
strive to be the light that makes everyone on the team look better and you will be noticed. I think the next thing is being adaptable. We all have activities that are not our favorite things to do, but managers definitely gravitate towards the people they know that they can count on to do whatever needs to be done. You have to be willing to cross-train, to help in other areas, to learn new things, and to pitch in if there is a fire or an emergency. Be a challenger, not a complainer. No one likes to hear someone that is always negative and always pointing out how everything is wrong. So instead of complaining, present a challenge with a solution to your manager. Think about the issue, what's really underlying all of the problems, how can you fix it, and is it a preference or is it something that really needs to be changed? Think about what impact it would have if you do things differently and present that case to your manager. So by being a challenger, I do not mean challenge authority. I mean challenge the status quo. Challenge the way that things have been done for the last 25 years. And if something's not working, take it upon yourself to figure out a better solution and present that to your superiors. Next, volunteer to take on special projects. Volunteer to get involved in new activities, new regulations, and hospital policies. So if a new regulation is coming out, like USP 800, be one of the first that learns all about it and how that's going to impact your pharmacy. Be willing to get your hands dirty. So one example might be if there's a storage room in your pharmacy that's a fire hazard and no one wants to go in because it's so messy, offer to organize a 5S cleanup event. You don't have to do it by yourself, but be the leader, be the organizer, influence others to help and take accountability to ensure that the project is completed correctly. By showing all of those traits to your superiors, they will recognize your leadership skills. So I love that you talk about leading from within, taking initiative, and being a team player and sharing. Can you share with me some of the activities in your career that have helped you secure your promotions? I think the biggest one has been taking initiative. So whatever position I have been in, I've tried not only to do what the job requirements are, but I also try to make it better for the next person. So I, I learn all the tasks, but then I also learn the history behind the job. I learn the processes. I learn why we do it the way we do it. I look at trends of how other facilities perform the same task. And then I tried to organize it and make the process and the workflow as efficient as possible and eliminate any waste. So by consistently showing initiative, I became a position flipper instead of a house flipper. I took the position, I cleaned it up, I made it more efficient, and then I passed it off to someone else and was promoted to a new challenge. I did let my manager know 
that I was interested in and willing to give it to another person and go on to the next thing. So I became the technician that was automatically given the new project because they knew that I would really work at the workflow, the efficiency, and eliminating the waste. I showed that my skills could be applied to multiple roles and multiple projects. So I viewed everything as a project. No matter how small the job was, I looked at ways to improve. So that's, I, that's a great attitude to have. I really, truly feel that, you know, being willingness to take on something and problem solve, but then also be willing to let it go is like such an important skill. You know, with that in mind, is there a path that you would recommend a technician to take should they want to be promotable? Absolutely. I think it's really important to set a career development plan. You need to document what skills you have and what skills you want to develop and how you're going to achieve them and share that with your manager and ask for their help. Sometimes your manager's help may come in the form of constructive criticism. And so you have to be able to realize that that's helpful too. You have to express your wishes in advance So speak with your manager and the director of your department and let them know that you wish to advance and grow your career. Take on those special projects and gain additional skills. So whether it's advanced certification, IT skills, Six Sigma skills, or project management, take the initiative to grow and improve yourself first. And then the opportunities will come. I've often heard the expression from technicians, you know, why should I do that? I'm not going to get paid for it. Well, my response is you may not get paid for it right now, but it will lead to higher pay in your future. Sometimes you have to put the work in first and the rewards will come secondly. And then always remember to network and get involved in professional organizations. So we've mentioned back and forth in our conversation about some of the projects that you've worked on, initiatives that you have improved, cleaned up, and given to somebody else. Could you talk to me a little about some of those special projects and just some examples of what you've done? So I volunteered to be on a lot of committees, especially hospital committees, to gain that exposure to other people outside of the pharmacy department in the hospital. And if there's not an appropriate committee that you can request to join, then you can always help your manager or your director to prepare for those committee meetings. One time there was a committee that my manager needed to have a specific workflow drawn out to present at the meeting. So he began by asking me, what are the exact steps you take to perform this? I then asked him if he'd like for me to write something down and fill it out for him. He replied that actually what he needed was a workflow process and a diagram that he could show in a PowerPoint presentation. So I volunteered and created the slide for him, drew out the workflow, and I presented it to my director along with 
a few comments about how the process could be improved. So then he asked me to make a second slide with the implemented changes. And it was a process that involved other departments. So we needed to get buy-in. So on the third slide, I listed the advantages that would come for each department. My boss presented it, the process was improved, and I was invited to be on that committee. Another one is be involved with your hospital, whether it's a contest to decorate the department or celebrating National Pharmacy Week or even a community project, then make sure you get involved. The department's going to notice that you can be counted on and that you're willing to participate in activities for the benefit of others. One of the favorite ones that I did was called a teddy bear clinic. And our hospital put it on once a year. It was for kids that had surgeries coming up and for the community. And they brought their teddy bear and they went through a whole process of being admitted to the hospital. You know, if their teddy bear had a broken arm, they went to a certain station and learned what would happen if they're going to have their tonsils out. They went to another station and I was the pharmacist that gave them, I was the pretend pharmacist um, that gave them medications and it was just so rewarding. So that's one of my favorite ones. Also, become an administrator or a super user of technology. Whenever we had a new program or we were getting new software or new technology, I always volunteered to sign up for the training early on, and then I would offer to help others in the department become trained. I really studied how the program worked. I thought through some examples that might be problematic and made sure to ask questions around anomalies. I trained a little deeper than just being able to get in and use the product and do one thing. And that led into being put on a committee for our unit-based cabinet conversion. And then I was also in charge of a carousel implementation. And lastly, I would say you can always create your own opportunity. So suggest a project that's needed in your pharmacy and volunteer to lead it. So I talked about the messy stock room, you know, and doing a 5S event to get it cleaned out. There's also things, if your pharmacy does not currently have a technician career ladder, then do some research, make a proposal, get all the facts together and take that to your director. Also, if there's not an advanced position in your department for you to promote to, then think about making your own. It takes a little work, but one example is a clinical pharmacy technician. So our department didn't have a clinical pharmacy tech. And so we did some research and we learned what all we could do. So we followed the clinical pharmacist and helped him for a day, looked at all the activities that we could take off of his plate, how it would benefit the department. We listed out everything that we would be able to do and how that would impact our patient care. 
and presented it to our director of pharmacy. And now there's a clinical pharmacy tech manager position at our hospital. Well, Cindy, that's all the time we have today. I want to thank you so much for joining us and sharing your experiences and advice for pharmacists and their careers. Thank you. So for our listeners, if you haven't before, I encourage you all to check out ASHP's Pharmacy Technician Resources, which can be found at ashp.org backslash pharmacy-technicians. Member exclusive offerings include advanced pharmacy technician toolkits, a resume CV review program, monthly technician news links, and forums such as the ASHP Technician Connect community, where you can exchange ideas and post questions with your peers. Thanks again for tuning in for this episode, and be sure to subscribe to the ACHP official podcast for more episodes. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.